0: Blog talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Uh, this is the Dark Ages, and what's interesting is we're not going to talk a lot about the COVID, Okay, because if you're looking at this, you can see Kate, um, the more they test people, and the tests that they use are uh, about 80% false positives, and the PCR tests that they use does not identify whether the virus caused an illness. It doesn't even identify viral load. It just identifies that some pieces of the virus with a certain genetic sequence are existent in the body, not whether it caused a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all of this stuff we've covered in the past, what we've got to look at is the neurologic damage of our, of our population now. And this is hugely important because we know that we now have lost our medical freedom um, in, in relationship to our children, where the children are literally part of the state now, and they can't be uh, d- parents in most states, particularly California and New York, that uh, you do not have rights over what's injected into your child's body. Now, this going back in the Nuremberg, because the Nazis in World War II were doing experiments on people in camps. And it's interesting that they didn't get in trouble for doing the experiments where they literally tortured and killed millions. Um, But they did get in trouble for not getting their permission for doing the test. And so they developed the Nuremberg Code, which requires um, consent. Well, let's look at our population because we're losing health freedom. But we got a sick population. I mean, when, for forget a, a virus that is no more infectious than the flu. Okay, the corona response is going to kill millions. The corona response, not the virus, the response by the government is, is put about 20% of Americans homeless, is going to crash the economy, and literally wipe out most of our food production as well. Before all of this, it wasn't really a healthy population to begin with. I mean, we're talking cardiovascular disease, heart disease, cancer, mental disorders through the roof, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, um, or actually Alzheimer's and dementia, epidemic levels, autism, epidemic levels. And it, it's interesting. There was a news, uh, an article out of the Daily Mail of the United Kingdom, and listen to this. Millennials health plummet after age of 27. Study finds that the generation has unprecedented rates of diabetes, depression, and digestive disorders. Uh, After age 27, all uh, measures of health uh, start to decline sharply for millennials, according to a new Blue Cross Blue Shield report. As their health continues to decline, millennials will cost American healthcare industry um, it' devastating. I mean, I used to say that, that um, well, the studies go that autis, autism, the economics of it, that by 2025 it will cost a trillion dollars annually. So, and this was a study back in 2018. So they knew that the cost of these neurologic damaged um, people are going to just tax the economy. Of course, <laughs> no. who knew? All the government's got to do is just print more money. Yeah, that's going to work good. Okay, so <laughs> when we look at this, um, the, I encourage you, because I just came across this organization. It's called Millions Against Medical Mandates. And this is hugely important, particularly when we're talking about a sickening of our population. Not from COVID, this is a sickening of the population from the forced medical procedures uh, that are indicated one shot for everybody, OK? Now, the millions against medical mandates, and it's MAMM.org. Uh, this is an incredible group. Let me read the mission statement. Millions Against Medical Mandates is a solution-based think tank of organizations and individuals invested in and working for freedom from mandated and coerced medical interventions. Our coalition partners include individuals in the field of medicine, health, science, law, journalism, publishing, business, politics, activism, education, and medically injured adults and children and families of the medically injured. So... Um, it, it's interesting, this is uh, their mission. Medical mandates have no place in a free society Has the international standard of informed consent and medical procedures has been established. Vaccine mandates violate prior free and informed consent. Current prof- profit-based research and policy models must give way to medical decision-making guided by sound and independent research. Next, we must restore Seventh Amendment rights to Americans to bring civil litigation against vaccine makers for a vaccine injury due to defectively designed products. Next, medical legislation and policy must be guided by informed consent principles and medical choice. Next, corruption and fraud in medicine should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, including. Um, piercing the corporate veil, incarceration, compensatory and punitive damages. Um, Public health goals must be based on overall wellness outcomes in individuals and population. Also, public health agencies and medical industry must recognize and address the modern epidemics of developmental disabilities, chronic illness, metabolic dysfunctions and their antigenic causes. Think of that, okay, I'm, I'm going to interrupt their mission statement because it, the, the public health agencies are not looking at an environmental cause of autism, even though you cannot have a genetic epidemic. They are completely discounting the chronic illness epidemic that is affecting our adults and our children. I mean, just a travesty. And a lot of this was starting to come out before um, the COVID response. Okay, I'm going to go on to read the MM, uh, M-A-M-M, the Millions Against Medical Mandates. Uh, Imagine this. We must end censorship of free discussion of medical controversies as well as discrimination against those making medical choices that diverge from the medical, medical consensus. In society, all forms of media, and in the courts." Medically injured individuals and populations, their advocates, and those who invested in the freedom from medical mandates must be included in health policy making at the federal and state levels. Um, I, I mean, brilliant. This is going to be hugely important. Now, when you get on this site, and it's mam dot you will see data after data after data. You're going to see article after article after article. One of the articles is unmasks. why masks in schools are not, uh, are not only unnecessary but may harm children. Um, and this is fantastic. It's, if you think about it, what psychological damage are we doing to our children? Um, Obviously, we're injecting 72 doses of 17 different vaccines in them, creating an inflammatory response in the sickest generation on the planet. Uh, But how would you like to mask a child? They can't see the facial expressions. Now, do you think a five-year-old is going to be comfortable with the mask, or are they going to be touching, moving it around? They're kids. Now, schools are eliminating lunchrooms, recesses, gyms, athletic, field trips, visitors to the classroom, choir, other activities. They're going to be placed in desks six feet apart, eliminating circle time for young learners, putting plexiglass barriers in between. What is this doing to the mental health of our children? It is mind-blowingly stupid, particularly when you know the risk of children which is ridiculously low. They are such at risk of car accidents and other injuries other than catching a virus. And another um, article, and this was by Maureen McDonald, that you will get on the MAMM.org, Mask Mandate Madness. And they have a lot of different articles on there, all referenced. And one of them, um, did you know, that there are reason real risk to wearing a mask. Masks can increase, not decrease the risk of infection. Amazing. And, you know, of course there's gonna be multiple journal articles, this one from uh Center for Disease Control, um, and and it's literally off of their site and it's emerging infectious diseases. This is the title of the article, Non-Pharmaceutical Measures for Pandemic Influenza in Non-Healthcare Settings, Personal and Protective and Environmental Measures. Uh, Excerpt, although mechanistic studies support the potential effect of hand hygiene or face masks, evidence from 14 randomized controlled trials of these measures did not support a substantial effect on transmission or laboratory and confirmed influenza. Wow, so it doesn't work. So now, let's recognize abnormal neurologic patterns. And this is hugely important, hugely important, because we are losing our kid population and we're losing our adult population. Um, When you look at how someone's walking, and this this is one of the reasons I have a challenge with going to large stores when we could go to large stores. Oh, no, by the way, you can still go to Costco or Target and things like that. You just can't go to church. Uh-huh, yeah, that's normal. Okay, so let's look at gait. When a person's walking, and what you'll see in a lot of kids is toe walking. What you'll see in adults that have had neurologic damage is like an altered where they're leaning to one side or they're not moving one half of their body. Now, this is hugely important. There's a lot of different um, gait uh, diagnostics. When I, when I taught the lab for uh, biomechanics, and we would go through the different types of gait, like a scissors type of gait for uh, cerebral palsy. You're looking at a stroke and where that is, where one half is like flaccid or one half is hypertonic or or increased in tone. So the gait is hugely important, and also correcting the gait can actually change the brain's communication to um, the, the body and the body's communication to the brain. So when you identify um, that gait abnormality, you can actually look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stress loads, and you have an ability to regenerate that brain. But you've got to fix the stressors that caused it. Also, another thing you got to look at is asymmetrical eyes. Now, this is tough because when I get somebody in for a physical exam and they, they happen to be in the fear-based... Um, medical uh, procedure where they're wearing a mask. Some people are wearing a mask and gloves. And I gotta tell you, when you're just looking at eyes, let's say that you look at an eye and you see dark circles underneath it. Typically that's from chronic stress or low mineral absorption or low, low stomach acid. With low stomach acid, you can't absorb the minerals and that's where you can get the dark circles. But also it could be fatigue or chronic stress but when you see asymmetry where one side is not the same as the other. And this is why I actually ask if the patients are comfortable enough to just drop the mask, and I'll have them smile or frown, and you will see some asymmetry. And after that, then you have to check to see how the body is working. Also, look at abnormal posture. Look at toe gait, okay, and this is hugely important. When you're looking at, at your kids or grandkids or relatives, if they have a toe walking gait, that's going to be, you know, some type of upper motor neuron lesion or some type of brain issue. Abnormal posture, abnormal facial asymmetry, huge, hugely important. Um, and so we have to look at every aspect of that. Now, I'm going to bring up um, one one of the coolest kids that you ever saw. Uh, he was diagnosed autistic, and of course, you know you hear the same, the same scenario. It might be off a couple of months. You know, at the eighteen months, the well baby checkup, they got five, six, eight shots. Then they developed a fever, seizure, head banging, and then they lost the kid. Well, these parents happen to have seen one of our videos on recognizing neurologic damage, and they changed the kid's gut. Now. Now, this means they immediately put them on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. So they recognized the problem and immediately went in to to get the solution. At the time, we had about an eight-, nine-month waiting list. And so it took them a while to come in. When they came down and I took a picture of this kid, the only kid I've ever seen with an autism diagnosis and and a decent-looking gut. And it was amazing Now, I cannot stress it how important healing the gut, and this is on neurologic damage, uh, people. This goes on kids and adults. Healing that gut is so vitally important. But understand, if you have physical, chemical, or emotional stress, you have decreased nerve supply to the gut. The gut is where neurotransmitters are, and this is also where we're 80% of the immune system. So healing the gut is vitally important. I'm going to show you... Um, a picture of this kid, and I got to tell you, I mean, your 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 heart's going to be overwhelmed when you see this kid. He is now in kindergarten. I, actually, I think he's in first grade now, but he's now in kindergarten. No, no longer an autistic diagnosis, and of course, you know, the parents stopped the vaccines, even though he had had uh, damage, and he did have a medical exemption before California. Um, that disavowed all the medical exemptions. I mean, it's it's insane. <clears throat> but um, this kid is, I got a picture of him holding up a certificate uh, for excellence in behavior. <laughs> Just, oh, he's a great kid. So um, we, you, you have to realize that before 2020, before 2020, that our population was one of the sickest populations on the planet. And it this is massively important because the levels of autism and brain damage are continually rising. One half of all children by 2025 um, may have that autistic diagnosis if we do not change, change it right now. And I know that that sounds... Nuts that we have, we have an opportunity here. We literally have an opportunity to save our population. It seems like the government is doing everything it can to reduce our population, but you know let's let 's save the kids because right now, these kids um, it started in the late '90s the autistic uh, epidemic, and now by two thousand twenty five and we 're talking four or five years, it will affect one in two now around the world. We are seeing neurologic damaged kids, and uh, you know we know narcolepsy was directly associated with the h1 n one swindle flu shot back in two thousand and nine uh, but these kids around the world that are getting these shots are really having some challenges now um, when when you look at autoimmune conditions and diseases because a lot of the the people that are promoting this toxic substance injected into you were one size fits all. And I know that doesn't sound logical, but that's how the system is laid out. Uh, One of the most brilliant guys is Schoenfeld. And this is an, an Israeli pathologist who is really at the forefront of looking at autoimmune conditions and vaccines. Here's a quote out of his... Uh, journal article, this was published in 2009, Vaccines and Autoimmunity. Like other drugs, vaccines can have adverse events, uh, if, uh, adverse events, but unlike conventional medicines, which are prescribed to people who are ill, vaccines are administered to healthy individuals, thus increasing concern over adverse reactions. However, rare reactions such as hypersensitivities, induction of infections, and autoimmunity do occur and can be severe or even fatal. Moreover, the latency period between vaccination and autoimmunity ranges from days to years. Okay, now wrap your head around that, okay, that this article is, you know, uh, 11 years old, okay, and they're saying, oh, my God, we're seeing a massive rise in autoimmunity, and it's linked to this, and some of these adverse events can be months or years down the road, how would you like a rushed-to-market um, vaccine that's going to be required for everybody in the world, and it's a new vaccine that's never been used in humans? And in fact, in 2003, when they tried to build a corona vaccine, that they, they cautioned that it did so much damage in the animals that it caused multiple system organ failure when they were exposed to the virus that they recommended caution in proceeding with adult trials or in human trials. And uh, so just think of that. I'm, I think you might want to have uh, some say in whether you get the shot or not. Uh, now, he goes on to explain, quote, autoimmune phenomenon following vaccination include arthritis, vasculitis, encephalitis, neuropathy, demyelination, are the most frequently adverse events reported. Moreover, the criteria for causality are not well defined, unlike efficacy. Safety cannot be measured directly. Causality can be inferred only indirectly by relative presence or absence of events, the temporal relationship between two events, the consistency and strength of adverse event reports, and the biologic plausibility of such a link. Uh, and, and it's it's really interesting the way they go through because if you have 10 people, all 10 people get Um, you know, five different shots. They get the DPT, and that's three shots. They get the flu shot, that's one. Um, And then they get the hepatitis B or something else. So let's say they get uh, three or four shots, including five or six antigens, and then you give that to 10 people. Are they all going to have the same reaction? Are they? Well, common sense says no. Okay, and so when you look at it, just because you get a shot and develop a disease doesn't mean that disease was from the shot. And since there is no liability on vaccines, no liability for the company, uh, there's not much incentive that they can do it. Now, this it's interesting. The Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices at the, at the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, concluded that three years later that a causal relationship existed between arthritis and two vaccine combinations, uh, DPT and measles, mumps, and rubella, so that if you got those two within a certain time frame, you could develop arthritis or transverse myelitis. So there's, there's a lot of different um, scenarios that, that looking at this um, uh, program that you, it's not one size fits all. It's not um, safe for everyone. And, you know, we really need to find out before you get a shot what your risk of the disease is and what your risk of damage from the shot. That just makes sense. Now, when um, the company still had liability, like way back in 1983, there were 11 vaccines. By 2015, there were 54 vaccines. By 2019, there are 72 doses of 17 different vaccines. And so the number is rapidly increasing. Now, we're going to run through a bunch of data that I got off of Children's Health Defense. It's their their PowerPoints. And just to give you an idea that the neurologic damage associated with the vaccines um, are causing part of this chronic epidemic. This is why I encourage you to join groups that are um, advocating for medical freedom. And, you know, even talk, talk to people who are wearing masks and gloves because they are obviously scared of their environment but it's not the, the, the COVID virus that's frightening. It was the damage that 60% of our adult population have a chronic illness, and 54% of our children have a chronic illness. Um, this COVID virus, uh, if you have no comorbidity, uh, it, it's 6% of the listed deaths. Uh, most people that are dying from this are older and they have 2.3 to 2.6 other comorbidities. And so it was not really the virus that is affecting our population. It's the chronic, it's the comorbidities that they have. They have the high blood pressure, the heart disease, the COPD, all the chronic illness, and then you expose them to a virus, and then you expose them to the stupid therapies that are suggested by the virus. That's where the problem is. So it's really not that the virus is going through our, our world. Viruses always go through the world, every year. Heck, um, you're looking at flu vaccines or flu viruses that kill about half a million people around the world every year, about thirty to fifty to 60,000 people in America every year. We don't shut down for that. So here's um, one um, article, and this is uh, the title of the article is Association of Spontaneous Abortion with Receipt of Inactivated Influenza Containing H1N1. Now, this goes back to 2009 when they were forcing that H1N1, the swine flu shot. And uh, sure enough, you had a 7.7 times greater rate of miscarriage if you got the shot. <clears throat> Here's another one. DPT and tetanus vaccines increase odds of all allergies, um, uh, one and a half times that of the unvaccinated Here's one, hepatitis B, increased the odds for special education by eightfold. Hepatitis B, uh, triple series vaccine and developmental disability in children one to nine years old. Turns out if you get that, your brain doesn't work well. Another article, hepatitis B vaccination in male neonates and autism diagnosis. You had threefold increase in autism in males if you got that shot. Vaccinated versus unvaccinated risk of non-influenza infections. If you're vaccinated, you had a 4.4 times greater rate of infection. And these are non-flu infections. See, when you get a shot, it doesn't strengthen your immune system. It hypersensitizes it. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Here's one. DPT increases mortality in girls by tenfold. And this was a study in an urban African community Um, over 30 years ago, and they went in and they vaccinated a group, um, but they did it by birth date. So they went back after I think it was 25 years and looked at the death rates, and it turned out that for all children it was five times, but for girls alone they had ten times the amount of death rates, not from diphtheria, tetanus, or pertussis, but from other diseases. It it weakens your immune system. And we're going to go over all of these. Um, and, and run through them, but just realize that when you look at all of the deaths that you keep hearing from, because the, the government wants to keep you panicked because elections are coming up, so this is a totally politicized disease. The CDC just came out a couple of weeks ago that 94% of the COVID deaths that they have been telling you, 94% are not dying from COVID. They're dying from comorbidities. They're dying with COVID. Um, that That should wake you up a bit, and uh, then i 'm going to have a chart that shows what your actual risk of dying is um, and your risk of dying from you know just everything <laughs> from just being alive. But know that we've got to heal the blood-brain barrier. When we're looking at neurologic damage, first you've got to recognize it. Look at the gait. Look at the bowel movements. Look at the physiology. Look at the, the facial asymmetry. Look at how the eyes are working. Then look at the gut function because we've got to heal the gut. When you know that, like, um, say, GMOs or glyphosates, they're a mineral chelator, an herbicide. It's a patented antibiotic, and this can destroy the gut. So just not just you know the 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 shots, which does have glyphosates in some of them and aluminum in some which is neurotoxic, but the glyphosates alone are linked to autism parkinson 's m s multiple sclerosis alzheimer 's hugely damaging, and then we know fluoride in our in our system we i mean thank goodness some people are now understanding that fluoride is toxic, but just realize that fluoride can be in Snapple, classic Coke, Hansen's. Now, I've got an old laboratory analysis from 1998 that showed that um, that utilizing water in producing these products, um, if that water is fluoridated, it can be damaging. So, what can you do? First, heal the gut. Get these kids on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet immediately. You have to look at their structure because if they had, if the mom had Pitocin... At the birth process, it could have uh, damage on the kid's uh, spine, and that will put them in a chronic state of stress. Uh, healing their gut, because typically you're going to have swelling of the gut, abdominal inflammation, skin issues. It's literally anybody that has gone through the, the 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, um, they're going to have behavioral bowel breathing or skin issues. If you're an adult and you're taking the high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes medication, um, the, the steroids, all of these things weaken your immune system. So start doing the juicing and blending. Get your physical, chemical, and emotional stress checked out. <clears throat> there is a solution. Uh, it's just the solution is not taking another drug. The solution is allowing your body to heal. You've got to detox, you've got to regenerate the tissue but your body is made in the image and likeness of God. Your body is intelligent. There's a dynamic force about you. When you look and utilize this, this life force energy and realize that most diseases don't exist, they're an adaptation to a toxic and deficient environment. Think of how many vaccines your great-great-grandmother got and know that your great-great-grandmother probably lived in their 90s and, you know, beyond, Trust in yourself. Do not listen to the majority of the media. If the media is trying to keep you panicked and in in fear, realize that they're doing that for control. Get empowered. Join the medical freedom movement, and uh, we're going to make a difference. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you.